We switched a new hard drive. Awesome. So. Wait, are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're back. You're going to get that in there then. Uh, so we left off at scraping the knuckles. Right. Yes. That, that's more a top roll, and that's kind of like my own, you know, that's my verbiage. That's like what I kind of call it. Uh, flashing would be just bringing somebody straight to the pad uh, in a hook. Boom, flashed. You know, that would be just going right through somebody and putting them right into the pad. Uh, either they just simply per- shouldn't have been at the table with you, or what you did was exactly what they, it was the opposite of what they thought you were going to do. Like, prime example is if I were to go up to the table, everybody's going to go, okay, it's, it's Balboni, he's going to top roll. And I went into an immediate hook, I could probably surprise some people. Top saying that you are more of a man because you're a hook puller and I know that this is one of those things it's like the strength thing <laughs> but Hermes Gasparini says it actually perfectly top roll is smarter it's a smarter move it's safer you're not putting yourself into that arm break position well you got the fucking high ground Kenobi <laughs> <laughs> that, it's if, literally it does translate to that. You have a height advantage. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's more no, leverage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the technique, though, when you pull in a top roll because your arms like this, and you're pulling towards your body, you're pulling towards your body. That's safe. Yeah. When you're hook, you're actually more. You can turn it more into like a press, or you're pushing. But your bones are twisted. Yeah. So in other words, you're putting a whole lot more strain on, on your radius, your ulna, your tendons, and your, and your humerus going like this. Yeah. Because it's more focused in yeah, that area. Yeah, exactly. And also, too, when you're pulling towards. So basically what I'm saying is that arm break position in which I'm talking about is imagine if you're like this and you're pulling. Is if somebody goes this way, what way is your arm going? Ouch, the from the way not the way yeah. you want it to be going. An unnatural uh, way. When you're in a top roll, it's your arm is coming towards your face, and everything is ergonomic. You have your hand straight like this. When you start, as you top roll and you take the wrist, as you drop under the table and get closer to the pad, you pronate. Everything is more ergonomic when you top roll, and I'm not... Do you, do you often see or do you ever see, like, strength beat, um, wow, what the fuck was I just going to say? Do you, do you ever see anybody, uh, technique beat strength or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Table IQ. Yeah. Underdogs. Yeah, uh, uh, underdogs or, um, let's say somebody is really, really, really strong and you can't push through them you can't pull through them. Then it comes it turns into a war of attrition. And uh, you're quite literally looking to put your hand or your, your hand in a better position than theirs. And you're waiting for them to either make a mistake or fatigue to the point mm. that you mm. can exact what you want on them and actually pull through their arm. Mm. That must uh, require quite a bit of concentration then. You gotta right? fi- yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta find the angle or like I said earlier, the vector. Patience. I'm not very patient. I was just gonna say like <laughs> the things I don't I'm have. Not very <laughs> 
do you ever get anybody in a position like where you're comfortable and they're just on the attack and you're tiring them out, like making them just exhaust themselves out and then just take it over? Yeah. Um, so I am a wrist wrestler. Okay. I, I my, I'm all hand. Anybody who you uh, who yeah. has pulled me, like they would say, yeah, he's all hand. Yeah, sure, I got a strong arm, strong bicep, but uh, my I would say that my hand and forearm is stronger than my bicep. It's kind of the opposite of a lot of people. Um, well, your I'm, hand is fucking huge. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> it, like, uh, but it's one of those things that uh, I, my hand would get in front of my arm instead of my arm getting in front of my hand. Okay. Which, but now, three years later, I now open up and get in ahead of myself. Ah. <laughs> So, in other words, my arm is finally starting to keep up with my hand, or it's getting to that point where there's starting to be uh, cohesion, connection, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, best so, way to describe it. So, like, at the very top of arm wrestling, like, all the people that are the best at it, do you see a mix of people that are, are hand and arm, or is, it, is there one more than the other? Is it all one kind of wrestler? Yeah. No. No. Uh, in order to be on the top, you must be well-rounded. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But um, prime example is Jerry Cataret earlier. He had a match. Congratulations, by the way, Jerry. Awesome. Uh, that's No, that's so sick. Where, and, where was that? Where, where oh, you? that was in Turkey um, at East Meets West 4. He Did just, you say Turkey? Yeah, Turkey. Yeah, oh, he's wow. He's in Turkey right now. And where's he from? Uh, Rehoboth. Wow. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so Massachusetts. it and it is his so by your took hand that from someone if he took that from someone then <laughs> it is his that so guy no longer here. exists so what is it called it's called the the flop wrist press the flop wrist press so yeah. is that him like catching and oh, in no, way, go ahead yeah. go ahead in go a ahead. way yeah but uh it's more a baiting for him yeah because that is a net so so he's looking like a, a weak wrist for them to attack and then he's I am not conflating myself with Jerry Cataret or my experience <laughs> right, whatsoever. whatsoever. But whatever. what I'm saying is this: is if I were to be the top roll guy, mm-hmm. I would top roll Jerry. But little do I know, Jerry already wants me to top roll him almost. Yeah. Because his flop rest press is so deadly that the moment he ends up in that space and I think I'm good, he's just gonna. Oh. He's literally just gonna go. Yeah, he's just, he's just gonna he's just gonna turn his shoulder in inside and just push my arm right to the pad. That's oh, wow. the flop wrist press. Interesting. And it's a super unique attack that he does, and he's like built for it. It's awesome. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. If one day, like way down the road, maybe I'll have the integrity about my elbow and and you know what I mean and arm to do what he does but I can tell you straight up if I tried to do that I'd hurt myself no shit the man is gifted uh, how gifted. long has he been doing it oh I I want to say that he said in an interview like 35 years wow maybe he's been pulling for 35 you know what I mean That, like, if he was in his 60s, he looks great for 60. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. But no, I don't think so. I think no, that makes sense. That, early yeah, that makes sense. He's been, I want to say that he has been pulling. I want to say I watched a tournament with him in like 93. Wow. Oh, it was okay. one of his first. And it was against Cleve Dean, too. So that's really cool. Yeah. Cleve so Dean was like this six foot seven, 600 pound guy. With, like, you think I have big hands? Oh, man. Oh, my God. His hands Monster. were like a sheet of paper. His hands are like. <laughs> Yeah, he had like 11, uh, <laughs> just shy of 11-inch hands, like 10 and 3-quarter-inch hands wow. from from here to there, Ooh. like basically like that big. 
Like his hands were massive. Might as well have been a bas like not a basketball player, but like if he were a skinny man, he would have had excellent genes to be in like in football or whatever. But no, he's a pig farmer. Wow, that's <laughs> what he was. He was a pig farmer. Uh, he actually won uh, world's strongest man. Tough farm dude. He's, um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. So you so you're looking at a six foot seven, like five hundred pound, like. Wow. I'm gonna say it, but I don't mean to be insulting. Fat man. Yeah. Yeah. But you want to see an absolute. You want. He was the personification of farm boy strength. Wow. Of farm boy. That's <laughs> the best way to describe Clean Dean. Cleve Dean. Okay. He was just farm farm farmer strength personified. Best way to describe it. One one str- world strongest like a. You wouldn't expect that from that guy. You'd expect an arm wrestler yeah. or a pig farmer. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's awesome, yeah. though. Uh, he, uh, he passed, though. That's another great that has passed, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, RIP, man. Cleve Dean. How long ago did he pass, do you know? I want to say 2009. It oh, could really? have been 12. Uh-huh. So he did make it a long time. I want to say he was just shy of 70. Oh, wow. For a guy that big, you know what I mean? He did pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It's a good run. Well, dude, you know? like, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. You know, the like the, the tens, the bigger they are, the earlier their lifespan. And uh, we were well, we were talking about Bill Russell because he yeah. just passed away at eighty-eight, which is fucking crazy. Like that and dude was yeah, huge. Yeah, absolutely. But I, so you're ten. always gonna have outliers, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I uh, definitely, definitely. I don't even know how clear the science is on. said with the blood flow and whatnot that like uh toxins cholesterol mm. all that stuff is going to accumulate and reduce that even more and i think that's one of the reasons for the heart weakening mm. you know mm. what i mean like yeah. the heart valve weakening and all that stuff i don't know i'm not a doctor i though. think there's something to say about the wear and tear that your body takes when you're larger or you know a person who yeah does yeah. do physical things all their life yeah, especially at an athlete someone of that size yeah yeah definitely they cl- I mean, they take care of themselves, but, I mean, you can't, yeah, that's a lot of wear and tear. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you probably, you know what? Bill Russell, too, considering how many rings, he probably had the money to live a great life as Fuck well, yeah. too. Oh, like yeah. a beautiful life, all yeah. the good food, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, he could get away with it. The best you know? of anything, <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. You know? I think he had he 11 seemed... rings, I think. Yeah, I could be wrong like about that. that. Wow. I think it, I think it, it was an 11 or a 13. before them yeah oh uh, yeah i know yeah, um, yeah these guys he was before these guys you yeah. got larry uh, larry bird 32 yep. uh no no uh what's his face larry bird kevin, kevin McHale, McHale, robert parish and uh, magic johnson i want to say right was it magic johnson uh, not on a, not on their team no um why how come i've seen pictures well of he's out he's lakers he's always been a laker yeah but he was with them and now multiple pictures dream team the okay. usa dream team See, yeah i'm not a basketball no, whatever. Yeah, yeah. These, these are these pictures in which I've seen, but like, yeah. I mean, uh, but prime example is he was around before them. Yeah. And he was basically the start of those those dynasties. I want to say Bill, didn't Bill Russell play for like 20 years? Something How long like, did that do? I think something like that. Yeah. That guy, like, so right then and there, you know. Started I mean? in the, I want to say he started in the 60s. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, yeah, he just it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, like, old. Like, I know he played for a long time. Him and uh, like I mean, him and Wilk Chamberlain went at it out of his.
sense of like picking each other up. Yeah, and shit like I that. believe it. Yeah, so. Ugh. Yeah, going for a rebound and like, you know, they're just eating each other's lunch, just trying to fucking win, you know? Yeah, <laughs> man. Bill yeah. Russell dealt with a lot of shit living in Boston. He went through a lot of adversity here. No doubt. Did, there was uh, people like broke into his apartment or something like that and spray painted the N-word like all over the walls and oh. shit. So yeah, bad. like really bad shit. And uh, yeah, he, he's not a big fan of like actually a fan of Boston. He kind of put all that shit behind him not that long ago when they you know resurrected a statue of him in the city um and he like came and he would come and visit the city and stuff but he like refused to do certain things in boston because of like how he was treated when he was here by fucking pieces of shit yeah <laughs> it can be rough here sometimes yeah especially well especially back then because there were like actually race riots and shit mm-hmm. yeah, it's fucking crazy i i don't like i don't know I'm sure there's still racism, like in Mass or in Boston. I'm, I think there is everywhere you go. Oh, I yeah. just, I yeah. think it's, <laughs> I think it's usually outnumbered. You know, I think there's less racism in all the cities. I, I think that's just a small group of fucking ignorant pricks. But uh, yeah, no, it I definitely agree. still exists. I know in Boston, at least like in the punk and hardcore scene, man, like that shit doesn't fly. Fucking show up like you know, sporting a SWAT sticker or whatever. You'll end up leaving in a stretcher. <laughs> oh, of no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I, happened I many New times. York, New York, there's, it's worse, I think. As in, like, what way? In the city. Yeah. I'm just like, riding a bike through the city, with my buddy, and uh, he's Hispanic, and there some guy. He was. We were just riding a bike through like, across the street. Oh, like he dealt with like racism city. and shit over there. Yeah, and the guy driving by is like. F and N word and like get the fuck out of here. And really? I'm thinking to myself, he's not even black, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> like, how ignorant do you have to be? Yeah. You're not even doing racism right. <laughs> you're not even good at this. You're not even good at racism. <laughs> yeah. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> like I said, yourself. that's besides the point. It's just. I, uh, oh, it just it does. It kind of shows like how ignorant that person yeah, is. I <laughs> can't even get his like race slanders right. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe idiot. based you on. You see the, the commercial sun. the other day? It was like tap water, like straight up, just advertising a dude just drinking tap water. <laughs> yeah. Really? That sounds good. Is it? <laughs> and I don't know. I forget the details of it, but I don't know. Maybe it's just. The tap water, dude. Maybe it's fucking making s- people in the cities dumber. You never know. Mine tasted like shit for a couple months. I'll tell I you. I don't doubt it. Apparently, the tap water where I live is supposed to supposedly good. Yeah. I don't drink it, but tap water enhancing is probably should. pretty good. No, no I don't, I, I don't trust tap any tap water. I don't either. No, no. I got well water where I am now, but I don't even trust that. Yeah. We have a filtration system in like potted, you know, the potted water, so we use a separate. Uh, faucet for it but it's usually like yeah you One us- of those type of well things. there's like a $4,000 filtration system in there it, yeah it got put in like a year and a half ago so it's really good to have um, not mine I don't own the house and I'm probably gonna have to fucking move soon but I love where we are right on a lake and a cool little f- it would be a fix it'd be a nice fixer upper you know whatever that's a whole nother thing <laughs> I, it would be cool to keep it and be able to make it into our own so Kelly and I can raise Vivian in, like, a nice home on the lake. But we'll enjoy it for however long we have it. Yeah. We're going to have to pull together and buy land and build a commune. That would be ideal, man. Chris, fucking, you've been out looking for land in Maine and New Hampshire. Yeah, and uh, New Hampshire primarily uh, around La- Laconia area. Right on. You don't want to be I, – I don't care. Uh, I'm going to – you know what? Who it's happening. Uh, you, if you're in southern New Hampshire, you're pretty much in a complete bastion of just... Okay, it's like going to um, Keytown. How's that? Okay, uh, all right. what, what do you mean? Like, all right. uh, a lot of gay people? Well, not even necessarily that. It's just like, it's a liberal bastion. Okay. You know what I mean? Southern, yeah. southern New Hampshire, that's where they seem to reside and go. Uh from Massachusetts and it's kind of crazy too because what I've been hearing is whenever I go up there and I'm talking to the people they want to get a feel for who they're talking to so they see me come up there right and they're like oh Massachusetts Massachusetts you know what I mean I'm kidding I'm I'm just being a southern with it I'm 
playing like a, it's a gag, whatever. Um, <laughs> so when I go up there, are you saying that there's a very big wolf culture up there? Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, in southern New Hampshire. When I go up there, I am not cross-examined, but they want to know what my uh, intentions are. And uh, one of the things that I found is all Those these people that good. are kind of escaping, escaping to these freedom states, you know what I mean? Yeah. From these places like Massachusetts or California. That's even worse. New York, you mentioned that Can as you well. Steal a couple yeah. more of those? Uh, I've noticed <laughs> that, that what they all say is they want to know what my intentions are. They want to know what your intentions are because people go out there and they act. They, they want to leave this state. They want to leave California, but they bring California, New York, and Massachusetts to with New Hampshire. They bring yeah. them with them because what they kind of do is that's not the way it works. And Well, that's not the way we do it in New York. You're not in New York. You just moved to New Hampshire. Why are you bringing that there? It's not you're the trying to get away, <laughs> no. but you're bringing that. That which you're trying to get away from, you are bringing there and ruining for yourself. And that's and kind for of other people. Yeah, it's I heard nuts. they did that to Tennessee recently. Yes, they did. Mm. Oh. Yeah, Tennessee. R.I.P. Chattanooga, Nashville. It's just as expensive as us now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I went down there for the uh, for that total eclipse there a few years back. Yeah. Still a nice rain. Rains in Nashville, Chattanooga, same thing. Like a lot so of music. It's yeah, overwhelming. Yeah. Like, it seemed like a very booming place, you know? And uh, that is your outcome, though, as things progress and people start to learn more and more about, like, this opportunity that is Nashville or Chattanooga, South Dakota. Mm. That's another one for the fracking industry. Is, um, or North Dakota, whatever. It doesn't matter. The Dakotas. The Dakotas. Yeah, period, the yeah. Dakotas. Um, once people find out that there is an industry there, it's unfortunate, but uh, it's going to bring every type of crowd at first it's people that are ambitious and are going to try to get a real job and you know further their lives and do better for themselves but it's and mind their business yeah but <laughs> at the more money is in a place the more you're going to see of every demographic not a demographic every type of person for sure you know yeah and some of them are not exactly savory yeah, and, so, um, and as time goes on more and more of those unsavory come in because they see it as Montana. To it, it'd be actually it'd be like Mad Max, and then like all of a sudden, boom, city. Like wow. you could take take like the middle of Boston and cookie cutter it, and it's Billings, Montana. It's and you leave it, and it's the same goddamn thing. It's just back to flat. It's all everything's all <laughs> desert out there. It's beautiful. Plenty of room. <laughs> I like trees. Not a lot of trees. Uh, there are <laughs> trees, but I mean they got to have a chance to grow. I do want to fucking go kick it down in the desert. Somewhere. I would love to go to the desert. Something tells me sunrise and sunsets are probably beautiful out there. I yeah, lived out by Mount Rainy. Um, um, Tacoma still on par with Massachusetts and California and New York and now Tennessee you know no shit. yeah um southern new hampshire start yeah i started seeing that shit like when i started going up there cuz i was going up there enough you know what i mean yeah like they genuinely like looked down on massachusetts I, you know going up and getting sober sober programs up there in massachusetts they'd be like oh you're mass sober that's the first time I heard that. Because they get sober up there off drugs, and then, you know, they legalize pot in Massachusetts. It's medicinal, so you go fucking smoke pot. That's kind of funny. That disqualifies me from being a sponsor in AA. And right. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Because it's a fucking jam anyway. All the proceeds go to his mistress. The dude that started AA? Oh, really? One of the two dudes, yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. That's uh, the American Heart Association, the first $700,000 filled the salary of Mary, some Irish last name.
but she's the sitting CEO of the American Hearts Association. Seven hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Wow. Think about that when you donate. Fucking A, man. Speaking of land, you backpacked through Japan. Uh, yeah. Not I that did my long fair ago. share of uh, walking around that country. Yeah. How long ago was that now? Six. Probably, no, probably closer to ten. Oh wow! Really? Wow. Ten years ago. Yeah. So we were in Japan around the same time. Like, yeah, yeah. Man. I want to say that I was uh, twenty-eight when I did the. Yeah, I was twenty-eight. And that, yeah, that was really cool. Oh, I no, mean, I was like 12, pretty 12 jealous. years ago. Yeah. yeah, no, how, yeah, what was that experience like? Oh, well, it was totally, oh, well, I know that they don't like backpackers. <laughs> really? They, no, no, but I didn't really look the part. I was, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I was uh, well-dressed. Uh, I had my bag, don't get me wrong, but uh, you wouldn't expect me to be that, like a backpacker and whatnot. Yeah, I, I would... Uh, I would expect that you're like a Viking coming to take my house. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it wasn't anything like... It was one of those things where I went there primarily, uh, you know why I did, but I ended up seeing like castles and like great architecture and stuff like that. And I'll tell you one thing, you want to talk about woodworking? There are shrines there and temples that you, mm. can't, that you can't even see the seam. Oh, you can't even wow. see the seam of how the wood's held together. They Ooh. didn't use nails. There's no peg. They didn't do anything like that. It's this crazy seam that they put together. And, like, when they put this side in and slide that one in, gravity holds the whole thing together. And these places are, like, off the beaten path, kind of? So, um, yes. Yeah. Some of them were, sure, sure. But a lot of them were just, you know, not like tourist traps, but, like, they were just, you know, they were just a shrine. Yeah, I definitely saw some of that stuff over there. Yeah, it's a shrine, and, like, it's something that, like, it's, it's crazy here. Like, we have giant cathedrals but we don't have anything like Notre Dame like nothing like that you know yeah, right? yeah. but when you go out there <laughs> Notre Dame doesn't shrines. have Notre Dame anymore <laughs> yeah but you know that's gonna take until 2032 to rebuild is that what they're saying does. yeah wow yeah. well that's the wow. thing is the architecture back then they haven't done that ever since like they built it. 18, 18 or 17 XX or something like that no like, kidding houses used to have bees Oh, there's a there's a guy who does like three hours at a time out there. He's actually from Western Mass. He's a good shit, but um, yeah, World's Fair is a hot, amazing like wild. Once you look at it, it's like, where'd it go? Yeah, that is absolutely the destruction of a previous civilization or some epoch in time that they don't want us to know about. I don't blame you for being convinced of that, dude. Yeah, that's there's no explanation for a 600-acre city (laughs) to be planned, leveled, surveyed, and erected for a weekend outing for your family to see some cool tech. To see some some racially biased shit. Yeah. (laughs) And then set on fire. And then then they say that they they built this as temporary. Mm. No, you do not. You do not build a giant million square foot marble <laughs> building <laughs> for a weekend getaway for your kids to see a car. Yeah. Because cars were new back then. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and even too, the World's Fair Brazil. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever looked into that one? I have, yeah. I'm not particularly yeah. in Brazil. It's but not that even near it's it's not even near Rio. This thing was out in the middle of nowhere. It's this absolutely Amazing. monstrous city complex yeah. of these beautiful buildings that you, we could not replicate. Yeah. Yep, just in the middle of Brazil, out in the woods somewhere. Actually, it was more on the coast, but either way, this, you don't, especially not Brazil, back in the late eight, 1800s, they wouldn't build anything like that. <laughs> they wouldn't have done that. In you the know? middle of the rainforest or some yeah. shit. You yeah, know? and That's also, too, how are you going to get there? A wagon? <coughs> a, wa- a horse-drawn wagon? A no. buggy? Where are your roads? How are you getting those stones there? Where are your roads? 
Uh, well, you. I'm waiting for you to tell us and show us how you levitate. So I, I mean, levitate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for those, the reveal. No, those are vegan powers. I just made the table yeah. levitate. Uh, so one of the over. one of the big things about that whole thing about the World's Fair is if somebody can explain to me this one thing, why you would build these incredible cityscapes and these structures and not have one paved road. There Look were no at those roads. images. Look there were no roads. Pictures. It was all mud and shit and swamp. Yeah. yeah. So how exactly do you get a hundred ton stone into position in the mud? Like with a hundred thousand idiots. Yep. Unless there was a time when they were really evolved. <laughs> so and they had roads. Are, are you referring to like uh, San Francisco or the West Coast, like Gold Rush? Hmm. Because that's the thing with the San Francisco World's Fair. Yeah. They the manpower was there? No. No. It not wasn't at all. there. That they was one of the ones that the caught population, fire. The population, <laughs> yeah. simply put, would not have supported that big of construction mm. when you're talking about a place that doesn't even have roads. Have you thought we about... Were wet, we were frontiering yeah. out there. We were bringing you know our I mean? shit. And there, there was supposedly shit there on the way, too. There were supposedly buildings that where the windows I was, were just... Brian, I was just about to say that. You want to know what the gold rush is to me? I'm just some fucking guy from Massachusetts. Yeah. But I believe the gold rush to me was come out here and get your gold because there's shit for the taking out here. It and was rich found. people went... It was exactly... It was discovered. It was uncovered. And rich people went out there and went, oh, wow, this is like um, Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. Same thing. If you look at the uh, remains of Salt Lake City, you can bring up pictures right now. There are cities near Salt Lake City that were just raised. Raised. There are images of those cities, like uh, illustrations. And that looks like a totally modern city. It looks like London or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they just raised them, destroyed them, destroyed the whole city. Yeah. Same thing with all these World's Fairs. Why are we... So... (laughs) <laughs> today, right? It's fucking wild, Yeah, today man. we that have these housing is... issues, right? We're always building houses. I'm sure it was the same back then when you were in the middle of a gold rush. So you had an influx of people that was so fast that they were living in tents. Yeah. There were tent and shanty houses, housing going up. Why are you going to blow down this giant million, st- million square foot marble building when there are people that are, like, dying from exposure outside? All right. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's um, yeah. Look at some of these images. It's, it's absolutely insane from Salt Lake City. Like there's a there's a big one right there. I yeah, mean, this, uh, this is remnants of Salt Lake City. There are there are actually some talks, and I don't want to go nuts, and I don't want to get d- go down the web as far as this goes. But we're already kind of down at talking about um, yeah, the World's Fairs and this. But um, that's interesting. Yeah, it's super it's, interesting, it's man. Crazy. Do you think in some of these regions there, we're already like an abundance of material to be of use, rather than having to build roads? X number of million bricks. Mm-hmm. Where did they get the bricks? The only thing I can That's think insane. of. The only There's thing no, I can think of. You don't even have a paved road. <laughs> tell no you had six million bricks. The only thing I can think of is if they were more civilized longer ago than we even understand. Like, but I mean, I don't know. That I, I, it doesn't make any sense. It's in the United States, though. Right. Yeah. The right. New world. The settling yeah. place of the fucking crazy white. Ruthless. I mean, holidays. if they put so much work into constructing buildings, maybe they put that much work into making the roads to get there. I, I don't know. Like, it, it's just... Uh, well, where are people. they then? Right. I, I know that there's been several... They destroy the buildings. Floods. I don't know how you yeah. destroy roads like that. I mean, I guess... I don't know, man. That's I know that there's been several mud floods that may have covered up the roads. Mm-hmm. And I also know that many cities across this country, there are still occupied current buildings mm-hmm. that have... Sub basements. Mm-hmm. It's not a sub basement. It's actually where that mud covered and com- 
completely filled in, almost like Pompeii, but not ash. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Ima- yeah. So imagine if mud just spilled just through yeah. your city, you know what I mean? Your whole yeah. city. And let's say you have five to seven story brick buildings, because that's it. Okay. Yeah. That's what you got. Like you a landslide. Back then, that's how, like that's a how, how tall they would go. So now have you have a four to uh-huh. five story building because it's the, that first floor is covered in mud. Uh, what I'm basically saying is oftentimes we build upon previous civilizations. We just yeah. bury yeah. because we know that – and it isn't to delete, I don't think. It's because we know that that is sound earth that will support our new home. Like it's logical. This I got is, you. Yeah, yeah. This, this other building was, it was here before. This is perfectly fine for what I'm going to build now. The Somebody ro- already did the work. The Romans, yeah. the yeah. Romans were a frosting on a cake. They whatever that whatever. How do you explain? Underreporting. That and people hanging on to those ideals, I guess, to this day. And then you don't fucking know. A protected class? Uh, 1% that ran everything and had their way of doing what they wanted to do? I I have no idea. I'm just spitballing. No, no. But they hide a lot of shit, man. I hear what you're saying, but uh, okay, I'm not devil's advocate. Be the devil's advocate. So if you're saying (laughs) that that is the top 1% that occupied this this nation yeah. while that was going on in Europe, mm-hmm. well, then nobody had a clue this was going on other than that top 1%. And moreover, do you know how many cities there were here? That population is far more than 1%, especially if you're talking about 200 years ago. Yeah. Because medical yeah. increases yeah. have, the, the population of the planet has skyrocketed mm-hmm. since 200 years ago. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's like unbelievable meteoric rates of like Couldn't the same be said for how we live now? Yeah. I think that is the way we live now. I think that I believe that what we have been told and what we have been taught currently in our public schools and just in general, I do not necessarily – I think that is a narrative. Yeah, definitely. Factory setting. Yes. Yeah. um, It's almost like NPC jargon. Mm-hmm. Because no one knows what truly happened back then, or people do, and it's and it is quite literally being deleted. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they can they can produce all these history texts. Yeah, that they can take as fact. everything. You're just regurgitating that which you've learned. Yeah. And if yeah. everybody learned that, then it must be true. However, you have I'm going to call it an ooh part. You have these extant structures, these ooh parts that have no place in time. And no, and that the setting's just not there in North America for these places to exist at the time, yep. especially when you have Native Americans running the like you have tribal, you have tribes, yeah, you have tribes running around in North America, and then you come across these buildings, like what do the what do the natives have to say about this? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you, all that has been like complete. All that information has been completely just taken and just covered up. It's hard yeah. to tell, yeah. man. So much of our history that we do learn in school is fabricated bullshit. It must be. Biased yeah, like, and, yeah. I, I, I shouldn't say it must be, the but, victors like, tell the there story is so, or whatever. so... If you just, through observation, look at things. Just look at things with your own eyes and try to think about <laughs> why that exists. Yeah. Why is that there? And you come up with your own deduction, and typically... I'm not saying that everyone's going to be right, but if you trust your gut, seriously, you're right. A lot of the time, you're right. It's a big fucking volcano, isn't it? Like, from Yellowstone out, 
like the radius of the volcano itself is pretty much classifying our nation as like yeah yeah there's a I guess there is one of the biggest like hot pockets in in like a continental yes. plate yes what do they call it it's not a, I, a, it super, might be a super super cell or something like that. they call it something <laughs> Uh, under it's yeah, it's underneath uh, Yellowstone and, and Yosemite. It's super but, um, duper. That thing yeah, has, I've that heard that erupts that. Yeah, we're in tr- we're in some trouble. That yeah, should've, that should have been erupt. You know. For some reason um that's your gut how water would work into it i don't know but we're in mass and it's august and it hasn't rained in like four weeks yeah and we kind of we kind of blew jamie's red pill a little mind about cloud seeding oh yeah what'd you say cloud seeding yeah oh yeah we red pilled jamie yep um i don't know Jamie it's was our last guest. That one. We're, that at was the, we're at the ass end of a jet stream, man. Why isn't the rain coming to us? Is all I'm saying. It's being controlled, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, once Uh-oh. Salt Lake City, Utah, there used to be great salt lakes there, right? Yep. Yeah. Now it's just salt flats. Yeah. This is the it, that is the uh, location of these incredibly large cities, right? So yeah. what happened to those lakes? You know what I mean? Droughts, I believe that's just a, the cyclical nature of weather, so to speak. But I don't believe, I'm not a climate guy. I don't believe in climate hoax, hoaxes. I don't believe in that. I just, uh, I believe the climate's always changing. Yes. And yeah. that they're yeah. attributing the Oops, change sorry, of the climate and how it does change to like all these things. Definitely. That Think we, of it on a map. That we Think do. Of it. But the fact is, the climate has always changed. Well, the Earth does go through, like, cooling and warming phases. Think of of it on the macro. That's known. Think of it as a cell. Think of the Earth as trying to shield itself from the only thing that could possibly hurt it from outside. And that would be the sun, if, you know, that kind of thing is legit. And it is what it says. It's that hot. Yeah. <laughs> has that much dominance over the us. The moon does too, though. The moon like controls a lot of what's on Earth, what's going on on Earth. Yeah. The gravity. And yeah. They talk about solar flares, and the planet tends to react when it. I we know. got. Rocks. <laughs> I know, and I've read of, in in history, apparently there have been three major ice ages, and we've lived through at least one of them. You know, we've lived through at least one. I have never heard, however, of a hot age, a melt age, a warm age. It's been this hot before. Age. It's been this hot before. Yeah, but I've never heard of it be, being referred to as an an extended period of time, like mm. the space age, the atomic age, age like we have names for things. I have age never, heat, yeah, yeah no. I've never heard of a of a thermal a good age. Point. I would. I've never heard of that. Have you? No. I'm being dead Jurassic serious. Age. Like, I've the desert's always been hot. Yeah. As long as the desert's been there. What the funny thing about deserts, though, pull pull back, they, and it looks like you, you know. Think about where sand comes. That's how we. Sand. That's what um That's I forget the guy's like, name. I, I may, is it Graham Hancock or somebody? Oh yeah, he's all out there doing the pyramid stuff. Like yeah, but he said some chemical is, plant. Is he the guy that talked about like the patterns in the desert sand being the same as they are on the ocean floor, thus meaning that there used to be water there? Is that the guy? 
I know, be. I know. Graham Hancock's into the pyramids and shit, and talking about how like they're even older than we thought, and there's water erosion on them. So that sounds relative to what I'm saying. I think it might be the same guy. Doesn't sand come from glass? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Where does glass? Glass come is from? made from sand. Yeah. So what do you mean, like like yes. silica? Yes. Yeah. Silica. Glass yeah. is made from sand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah, when uh when sand gets struck by lightning, you get those crazy, like glass structures. Glass. Classification, I like it. It already was glass. What if it was glass before it was sand? All the Sahara. That's a trippy I image. I never thought of yeah. that. That's a trippy image. Because I'd throw rocks you know, at some it. something <laughs> so fucking hot came down and just like pounded on the earth and like it turned everything to glass, you know what I mean? So it eventually it broke down. There are multiple people. <laughs> and you you're saying this, there are multiple people, there are once again fringe that believe that most of our mountain ranges, most of the stone features that we see even in Massachusetts, if you look at a lot of them, are buildings. They were buildings. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. I have heard that too. And they yeah. were they were melted by some type of directed energy or mm. this hot heat melt apocalypse in yeah. which I'm referring to. But the thing is is nowhere else on the planet that they experience this other than North America. So how would we know and be able to find that out? We won't. Right. We if won't that was be able that to. Horrific. We, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ever but see it? But no one was there here could to be see no it. recollection. No one was here to see it, apparently. Yeah. Because this is the new world. Did you ever see or hear, maybe this is related, I don't know, but like the Grand Canyon, <coughs> like the patterns in the Grand Canyon. Excavation? Yes, excavation. I've heard that. Yeah. I've also heard of the... Uh, Tisaka, which was a race of red-haired giants that uh, were basically occupied North America. Yeah. Um, the Pinu Indians in um, a natives in uh, in Love uh, Lovelock, Nevada. They're around there. Describe them. They have oral traditions about this. You look like Louis C.K. but huge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, naked. Well, they, lived, they lived in caves. Perpetually asking if they, they can jerk and they off in front of you. Always lived in caves. These people in the always cave. lived in caves. That was All their right. thing. They lived in caves. So I'm curious if there was some type of an extinction event <coughs> or an agenda that went on, like you were saying with excavation. Mm. So if you're shooting or bombarding this area, let's say you are an advanced culture with a pyramid. Exa yeah, and or with a power device, directed energy technologies, mm. Mm. and you're bombarding these people that live underground, and you do it for a long time, you do it for a hot age, yet they still persist because they're underground. What do you do? You destroy their past. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, actually, yeah. There's like they've they have found some crazy stuff, like uh, yeah, like hammers, like the hand wooden handle of a hammer yes. embedded in stone. Yeah, I think you and I may have touched. So down the on only that way that could have happened is if <laughs> that hammer is older than the stone itself. Yet <laughs> the handle is not petrified. I'll add, or wow. that, or that uh, stone melted around it. But how do you explain how the handle's there? Yeah. And people listening, yeah. people melted. listening to this right now, or like, burn. please feel free to Google this stuff because it's very we, we, rock and roll. We too. will yeah. be doing that in the near future <laughs> on the show, and you'll be able to. For those who are watching, you'll be able to see it while we do it, like in real time. But uh, yeah, take keywords out of like what's being said right now, and actually Google this shit because it's out there, and you'll you'll see some far out shit. It's wild. I'm I'm by no means a guy that like sits in my room and studies this stuff all the time. It's speculation. I'll, yeah, I'll I mean, leave that up to even a the scientists. Of YouTube guys. Uh, even the I scientists are them. speculating, though. It's all speculation. Well, think about it. Once you have a little bit of common fucking sense, you can look out and just see For the sure. bullshit, and you can be like, "Hold on, I've I've gathered a couple books and like you know got some knowledge on a subject, mm. and it doesn't seem right." 
You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. A lot of what we're taught isn't right or doesn't seem right. And if you get a call, if you get <laughs> call it out, you know, gets people mad. Dude, like, but. well, I mean, like, like even as recent, not like literally, but pretty recent, like Christopher Columbus on the grand scale of time, that was pretty recent. We weren't taught that that guy was a piece of shit yeah. and that his crew raped people and cut off people's arms and killed babies. Like that all, like that's it's that's a factual uh, account that came from uh, the priest that was on board with them. I forget his name, but like this dude had like a fucking diary. He was a priest that was on board with Columbus and his crew, and you know he had a whole diary of this stuff, and and it's it, like accounts like for shit like that. Like Christopher Columbus was a piece of shit. That was an asshole. You kind of, you kind of got to be cut out for C, though. Is that kind of evidence that uh, we were being lied to, anyways? When he, when we absolutely, were told that, oh, Christopher Columbus founded. Well, know, it was he didn't even school, land here. So. He landed in like fucking Hawaii or something like right? the Plymouth Rock. He didn't really land there. Like he's not the one that found Plymouth Rock. <laughs> nope. That was well, like I think I think it's uh, theorized that it was a Spanish. Uh, Spanish explorers that found it originally. He saw the Hakka and he turned and ran. Again, Google this shit, people. Uh, <laughs> chances are that's true that they found it first. I yeah. thought he landed in, uh, well, there's Roanoke, so I think he landed more in uh, Virginia. The town that this but kind of look like convicts they got some type of a dress or a tire on let's say you put a hat on them with a buckle on it you know what i'm saying totally. Quakers, totally. you know what i mean yeah. people that camp puritans yep. yeah. they came over so the beginning of this movie right is these people dress like that and they're getting ridiculed they're getting tomato rotten tomatoes thrown at them and they're on a pier right they get on a boat and as that boat's going away and people are still yelling and heckling it says the mayflower on it I believe that, or I shouldn't say I believe, but the British, they established a penal colony in Australia. Why didn't yeah. they do it here? Get rid of your undesirables. that was there so they came here but if you think about it that could just be a narrative yeah. be right back guys 